Hey everyone, I'm Julie Gunlock, host of the Bespoke Parenting Hour. For those new to the program, this podcast is focused on how parents should custom tailor their parenting style to fit what's best for their families, themselves, and most importantly, their kids. Today, it is another episode with my favorite guest, Kathy Holman. Hey, Kathy. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm doing well. Kathy is better known as Prairie Wife. She is the mom of five who lives in Wyoming and who began PrairieWifeInHeels.com. Go to her website in 2013 to spread her message. I love her message of living life with grit and grace, which is certainly what we do around here. So more grit probably than grace. But Kathy (laughs) is a regular on the show. Um, Again, I love the perspective of a Wyoming mom and you my dear went on a very fun adventure recently. We're going to talk a lot about traveling. You went, your entire family went on a big trip to Italy. Um, so we're going to talk the ins and outs of family travel, do's and don'ts, and also really specifically about international travel, because I think that is a whole nother ball of wax for people. Um, and, you know, just kind of want to hear about your story, your, your trip there. But also, I want to touch on sort of COVID because I'm really curious. I haven't been overseas. Um, I was overseas when COVID was still raging. So I'm kind of curious about that as well. So let's start off. Tell us where you went and what it was like. So we have five kids. I think you mentioned that. And for the first week of the trip, we actually had our Spanish exchange student with us. Ah. Yeah. So he was with us for that first week. So we actually had six kids for the first week. Five. I, we were like our own tour group. <laughs> <laughs> like people were looking for the lanyards around our neck. Um, <laughs> so my husband and I knew that we wanted to take the kids internationally after we had traveled overseas a couple different times um, to France and to England. And we decided to pick somewhere we had never been before so we could have that panic and humbling experience <laughs> together that you get from overseas traveling. Yeah. So yeah. the number one thing that I would tell people is don't put it off. Don't put it off. I think it is important to have kids that can handle walking because anywhere you go overseas, specifically in Europe, I would say you're walking anywhere between four and eight miles a day. So make sure your make sure your kids are old enough to handle that. Um, The strollers, I'm just going to can I just be totally real? They don't they don't work on cobblestones. I saw people dropping their kids and those kids flying out of those strollers left and right. I'm not even joking. Yeah, because everywhere is cobblestone. It's uneven. And the umbrella strollers, which is really the only thing you can travel overseas with without it being a major pain. They just don't work. Well, what, what do, okay, I'm going to interrupt. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm going to let talk the whole thing. But what do, what do, what did you see any sort of, you know, like, Italian parents or Italian moms like yeah what do so they use they have those huge I, I call them like the swanky ones because I have never seen them in Wyoming but I see them when I go back home to Milwaukee the ones that are they look like the old school prams oh, you know those what I mean with the bigger tires yeah exactly and they have like you can tell they have like hydraulic <laughs> suspension yes exactly <laughs> like uh, the only people I saw with those umbrella strollers you could tell were tourists yeah. and then And this broke my heart. We saw so many retired couples, right? Because that's what everyone does. They're like, I'm going to retire and we're finally going to take that trip. 
And they, in Pompeii, they were dropping like flies. They were drop the heat and the unevenness. And in Pompeii, like there's this huge, like the road where you walk is like the curbs are like this big. They were tripping and oh. falling and oh. it, the walkers. And I just, it broke my heart. Like it yeah. really broke my heart. So don't wait. Don't wait. Well, and also it's, but it's, it's interesting. It's like, don't wait, but at the same time, it might be better to wait until your kids are mobile, meaning. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like eight. So our youngest is eight and she was totally fine. Not only could she, we walked 10 miles the day we went to Florence and she was totally fine. Now we have active kids. They're multi-sport athletes. We hike as a family. Yeah. And, and I really feel like this is a trip where you need to prep your kids. You need to. So everyone knows expectations take them around. If you live in a city, get them used to walking and things like that. Um, and, and that eight year old, she was able to handle later nights and she wasn't a disaster the next day though. We kind of planned our schedule, which I'll get into, like we're hopping all over the place for usual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but, um, but she also was able to ask questions and she came back with a lot of knowledge, which is what we wanted. And, um, our kids, our oldest is 17 and the way that our 17, 15 and 13 year old took like what they took home from the trip was different than what our 10 year old and our eight year old, but no less valuable, right? They all had the historical aspect and the cultural aspect that they took home with them and they could understand. So for me, I feel like maybe you could handle six if you've got a sturdy six year old, or if you're willing to like huck them on your back for part of it. Um, and, and by the whole don't wait thing, like start saving, start saving it. Yeah. Most expensive part. Cause that's what everyone wants to know. What's your budget now? Of course, every, not everyone is having eight slash seven people that they're sure. having to get over there. Right. But uh, the most expensive part is the airplane tickets. Once you are there, it is a hundred percent doable to do it on a budget. We Airbnb. We didn't stay at a hotel at all. We well, and I'm going inter- to I'm going to interrupt uh, interrupt right there. Yeah, people of large family. For, first of all, if you have two kids, you can go anywhere in Europe, right? Yeah. It's easy. You yeah. get one hotel room. Usually, they they it used to be in Europe, and this is still true in Ireland because we're going there. But it's they still put twin beds. Yeah, <laughs> and the then hotel. you just push. Them. Yeah, you push them together. <laughs> But in they've gotten a lot more modern in terms of like having two doubles or mm-hmm. you'll 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 never find two queens, but no. or maybe you did, but but it's like maybe no. two doubles if you're lucky. But for bigger families, Airbnb is absolutely the way to go because you'll yeah. you'll be buying three hotel rooms because yeah, again, and, there's a lot of twin beds. And also too with the ages of our kids, like it's just not appropriate to have our 17 year old sharing a room with our eight year old girl, like our 17 right. year old. It just doesn't work for us. Right, right. <laughs> so we made sure that we got three bedroom Airbnbs. And so the boys would have a room and the girls would have a room. And then my husband and I would yeah. have our own room. Um, it worked really, really well. I actually have a post at prayWifeandheels.com that shares the exact Airbnbs, but also tips of what to look for. Number one thing is go with a super host when it's overseas. Do not like, yes, it costs more, but it is 100% worth it. They will get you your um, van to pick you up from the airport that had like the little person with your name. They'll schedule all of that for you. They're just on point, And those Airbnbs have great locations. So we yeah. were maybe five minutes away from Vatican City when we stayed in oh. Rome the for the first week, we were there for one more day at the end, and we were three minutes away from the Trevi Fountain oh, and nice. the villa that we stayed at the second week on the Amalfi Coast in Vico Aquense. I mean, did you see those pictures? We had oh, I did. 
like I teared up the gates to the villa opened up because again, even if it's a super host, you never know, read the reviews, read the reviews, but still. So it opened up and like, it's a terrace with a jacuzzi and chairs and a couch and the ocean and Mount Vesuvius. Oh, I and couldn't believe those photos. I could not like, believe those photos. I like teared up. I was like, is this my freaking life? And so affordable. I might've not liked you for a I know, few it's okay. minutes. I might've been like, jealous. This but you also I, put, I, I have to tell you, there, you put up one picture, set of pictures of a really fancy meal. It was like, <laughs> obviously it was just you and your husband, which I was laughing because yeah. I was like, when you travel with five kids, like they get the 7-Eleven food and you guys are going out to the night, uh, yeah. which I'm totally in favor of, but yeah, yeah. they were absolutely stunning photos. Oh my gosh. And the fact of the matter is too, um, again, with the kids, prep them for the fact that like, you are not going to be a whiner about like to... I don't know how often I praised Jesus that my kids are not picky eaters oh, because with, yeah. <laughs> with the language barrier, oh, yeah. uh, one time we accidentally <laughs> ordered tuna fish and onion pizza. Do not recommend, <laughs> but we're like, we're eating it. And then another time, again, when you're out of like, when you're out of Rome in those smaller cities, a lot of people don't speak English. And that's when you're really put to the test in Rome. Almost everyone had cause oh, it's yeah. a tourist town. Right. Right. Um, so we were in Vico at this tiny little place. And uh, somehow my husband ordered a bowl of just lettuce and two hamburger patties on the side. <laughs> How very keto. That's so it's like suddenly he was an American woman. Right. American, you know, you yeah. know, middle-aged woman who's like, oh, I know, the right? lettuce and the hamburger bun. And I don't yeah. know if they were looking at me and figured like, mm-hmm, that's for her. Like, do you know what I mean? But, and then like my kids ate octopus and the what? octopus had the like squishy bulby heads and the eyeballs still like they're eating it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like next to them. But, um, so the eating thing again, like, prep your kids, like prep your kids mentally for this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Take them out to maybe a couple of restaurants in town even and force them to try new things there. Yeah. So it goes better. Um, food allergies. I can't imagine trying to navigate that. Honestly. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think for people, for instance, like if your kid has a peanut allergy, don't go to Thailand, right? Yeah. Or don't go, like, you know, I think, I think that is a whole nother level of of uh, that it must limit you when you have these allergies. And I don't really understand what's happening in Europe because I, I don't see a big movement there. It's, it's certainly not done. So I don't know if people in Italy whose children have peanut allergies, if they just, I mean, I, I guess maybe that, I don't know of a lot of Italian food that has peanuts in it that has That's, that ingredient. They don't do peanut butter over there. Like right. they have, like if they have Reese's, it's like an American candy. It's not their candy, right? right. You don't, like, you're, you're not like, like, a, you know, it's not like a Frenchman sitting there at his kitchen counter with a tablespoon yeah. of peanut butter, right? Yeah, maybe, like, maybe. Our, Span- our Spanish exchange student, I don't think he'd ever had peanut butter till. Interesting. Yeah. And another, another reason yeah. to love America. Okay. Yeah. So there's the, there's yeah, the that's interesting. Airbnb, Airbnb. Oh, and then the other thing with Airbnb is the other pro tip is the bathrooms there. If you stay at an Airbnb and oftentimes the hotel, the showers are not the same as ours. There is a reason I chopped all my hair off before I went because mama learned that lesson last year when I was over really? there for three weeks, the water pressure, mm, debatable, the heat and cold, 
debatable. You could have 18 different temperatures while you're showering and like you need to go quick. Like this is an apartment from the 1700s. This is an apartment from the 1800s. This is not our electric water heaters that go nonstop and you can shower. And then also the showers are like, I don't know how to, like a time capsule. Maybe no, you know what the they're like. They're, they're, like in camp, they're like in campers. Yeah, you know. What yeah, I mean? you're like. Yeah, yes. you, you really are like this. You know, like, I I I actually went on my honeymoon to Rome. Oh, um, fun! Yeah, and my husband and I had a great time. But I'll never forget, we were staying at this really exquisite hotel, uh, right by the Spanish Steps. Ooh, and a nice we, area. And we checked in and. And it was so weird because it wasn't even like a death. It was. It was actually like you walked into this small corridor and you went up a few stairs and there was this lovely desk, this an- beautiful antique desk. And a woman was just sitting there. And that was the check-in, right? And <laughs> it was bizarre. And then we went up. To, we were getting ready to go up to the room. And a couple came in and they had they had come down the elevator and they went to the desk and they were complaining because their bathroom was too small. But that's and you how know, they all are, even the swanky. I, I remember places. as an American standing there going, oh gosh, because I had traveled as a yeah. young girl and been overseas quite a bit and I'd lived overseas. And so I, I was sort of cringing because I don't think a lot of people understand that it truly is not the, it's a different space. So prepare your, your kids for that. Prepare yourself yes. for that. Yeah. You know? like, like my, my husband even knew. So he's six, three, two twenty. Like he's this big, huge cowboy. And anytime he went to take a shower, we were dying laughing. Cause you'd hear thump. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. And like his quote, when he tells people about, it, he's like, God forbid you drop the soap, just leave it there. Or you have to open the door, get out, reach down, get it. And <laughs> <laughs> or call but, the wife right but like those things matter and they can like you said they could ruin your trip if you're not prepared so the bathroom yeah. situation make sure it's a super host if you're airbnb read all the reviews make sure it's near a train station that's another way you can save money over there for 18 euros we got a week-long pass at the on the metro um and the two littlest didn't need it i think it's oh, like God. 13 13 and up need it 12 and under you don't so we just made sure that our Airbnb was near the metro, and that's how we got everywhere. Let me ask. You went to different areas. You said you went to Pompeii. You went to um, uh, somewhere on the coast. Was yeah, that Pompeii? Vico. Vico, that was Vico. And, uh-huh. and Rome. Yeah, and, and how, Florence. And Florence. Oh, Florence. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What, how did you travel in between? Did you rent a car? Because that's a big – that's a load of people. Or did you just train? Yeah. So when we were in Rome, we, like I said, the Airbnb people, they set up our, um, our van to pick us up, which we do not have time oh. for the story, but we actually got with the wrong driver anyway. Oh my God. It's like that scene in, in Romancing the Stone where she goes to Cartagena. We Tell me you know what I'm talking about. Yes, but we didn't die and like we figured it out anyway. So that was funny. Haha, <laughs> language. Barrier. Someone watching this, because I can tell you did not get that reference, but someone watching this is going to know romancing. No, the I've seen you that know? movie. Yes, okay. I've seen okay. that movie. Okay, all right. Yes, all right. come on. I am a woman of the 80s. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so in Rome, it was Metro. We walked everywhere. Uh, we would just leave our apartment and we would maybe look for some reviews, but honestly, again, those Airbnb hosts, they told us where the grocery store was, which I, we're going to bounce everywhere. I apologize. Whoever, uh, is watching this saving money. We went to the grocery store and bought breakfast food. 
So we never mm. went out for breakfast. We would just have fresh croissants, fruit, bacon, cheese. And then yeah. we would also make sandwiches. Um, some of the places to wander around, we always had yeah. a backpack. Smart. It's always it's totally fine to take a backpack into museums and churches and things like that. They expect it. Um, so that's another way you can save money with Airbnb, especially with as many people as we have. Yeah. So in Rome, we walked, we took the metro. And then to go to Florence, we did the high-speed train. So we took the metro to the train station. That's what we did. High, yep. yep. Day yep. trip to Florence on the high-speed train, walked everywhere in Florence, and came back. And then for the second week, we rented a van. Oh, dear. Here we go. There, there is actually a video. Now, of Italy, in Italy, they, they drive on the American side of the road. So yes. Okay. Yes. But um, uh, we had a guidebook that was our, our priest actually gave us from when he went to Italy that had common phrases. And my favorite one in there, which we did not learn how to say, was if you don't like my driving, get off the sidewalk. <laughs> and awesome. that 100% sums up drivers. They do not follow the rules. Oh. They don't wear seatbelts. And they text and drive the whole oh. freaking time. They don't even pretend that they're not. They don't was, even pretend. I was an exchange student. In Italy, I spent a lot of time in Italy when I was 16. And my host brother, I was, this was through Rotary. So I lived with a family, yeah, very wealthy family, actually. And I'll never forget, we were taking a day trip. Me and my host sister were taking a day trip and we needed to get to the train station. And there was traffic. He drove on the sidewalk. He literally, and I was screaming my head off because <laughs> this is not done. Plus, I like grew up in a tiny town of a 2000 people in the middle of Illinois. Yeah. And yeah. so he got up and I mean, it was like a scene from, you know, some stupid movie where people were like running, they were running out of the way, but there was no yelling at him because they were like, well, they have yeah. to catch their train. Of course yeah. you're going to stay, you're going to go yeah. on the sidewalk. It was shocking. And to cross the street, like, forget about it. You don't look, you don't wait for a gap because there's never going to be one. You just start walking and they stop. Like I, the people are going with their babies, the old ladies oh. are going and we're like waiting for some kind of gap. And they just look at us, roll their eyes. And they're like, do doing the cars are like, oh, 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 oh. and so we're just like, <laughs> like, it's a whole new world. So we, um, I was actually terrified about the renting a van. Uh, we had, and again, all these details, prairiewifeandheels.com, all this stuff. We had a lady that I paid like 25 euros to that just kind of gave us the bare bones details about where we should go. And one of the things she told us is where we would be able to drive the van and what parts of Italy we wouldn't be able to. So that's part of the reason we stayed in Vico is the streets were big ah. enough. We could drive a van. Even with that, though, there is a video you can find on my social media of where a bus almost kills every single one of us. Oh. <laughs> we're like it's the big walls and we're driving up the driving up the cliff this is when we were done in vico and headed back to rome and we're we're driving up and we go around a blind corner and we're in a van and it's a bus and it's about to get us and so my husband just drives straight up into a driveway like <laughs> just smart <laughs> <laughs> like, like you could hear me like nervous, laughing, screaming. It's like, as my uh, husband says, he's like, I know why Mario Kart is Mario Kart. Well, Kart, and that's you know what, what driving's like. You know, the smartest thing to do was you get there is be a little reckless. I mean, I know yeah. that's probably not great advice. I'm going to get sued, but no, like, you got to drive like an Italian. Like be you bold. do. You be have bold. to be bold. And honestly, you know, I think people who are like super straight and narrow, follow the rule drivers. You know what I mean? Like, I should not drive my, my husband, my husband. <laughs> okay. They would panic. Right. But yeah. if you're kind of a bit of a, a risk rebel. taker, mm -hmm. yeah, you'll be okay. And mm -hmm. 
you know, scooting into that driveway. That's just smart. That's just like looking ahead. So I swear, Smokey and the Bandit was was like playing. He spent the whole entire time. But we only, I'm going to be honest, we only took that van to get from Rome to Vico. And then we just left it in Vico that whole week and we walked everywhere. And then we used it again to get back to Rome. We took the metro, all that stuff. Even to get to Pompeii, we just walked to the train station and then went on the train to Pompeii. Well, this is the reason that Italians eat so much pasta. You know, yeah. and and don't and they're all slept. They're not all slender. I hate that thing when people are like, "There's no fat people in in, in France." That's not and I'm true. Like, there, Have you there, been there? I'm like, I've seen a lot. Yeah, every and shape and size. Yeah, every shape. But 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 for the most part, um, people are relatively slender. Maybe yeah. you know, maybe a little bit. They're uh, active, like you because active. right, like they are. So we <laughs> staying in Vico. We stayed right by the ocean, is where this villa was. Which, by the way, was has been in the, the guy Massimo's family since the 1700s. The history he told us about it. There was literally a a Greek uh, column and a Roman urn as part of their decoration because they found it when they were just amazing. Wow. The history wow. there, um, but there was 240 steps to get from where our villa was up into the town proper where we ate, where the grocery store was. Oh, wow. So there's like video. How often did you have to take those steps? Well, I only went into town twice, but my husband is very stir crazy. So he is not cool with just lounging and singing. Oh. Whereas the kids and I are like, yes, please. Right. So he would, he would wake up at five in the morning. God bless him throw his backpack on and then go hike up the steps, have a cup of coffee and then come back with breakfast. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah. It works for everybody. (laughs) Well, I do think, you know, I think one thing that's really important is if you do plan a trip overseas understanding. So we went to Portugal last, was it last year? Last Yes. Last Thanksgiving. And it was, that is called the city of seven Hills. And that's because it's hilly. And the whole, I mean, if you're in the port of, of Lisbon. And uh-huh. oh I'm sorry, did I say Lisbon? I said Portugal. We went to Lisbon. Okay. And which is in Portugal. And if you're in the bay of Lisbon and you, cuz there are a lot of cruise ships go into Lisbon and you look up, it's just it's just like built into these big mountains and there's mm-hmm. supposed to be seven mm-hmm. hills. And Oh, we did a lot of, there was, it was, it felt like being on a Stairmaster, right? (laughs) But this is the, but this is the interesting thing is that Lisbon has built in all these elevators. So it's the weirdest thing. Like as if you were to look down, Uh you could be, you know, you could be standing here Uh and then you want to go here, but, and so you just take, but one is up here and one, one is down here. So you take an elevator, but literally the roads are just really close to each other. It's just that one's on a different elevation. So you yep. take these elevators up. So that was some mercy there. Yeah. Um, they also yeah. have these little viniculars, I think they're called. They're these little oh. trams that go up. That's um, cool. But the bottom line, you can't avoid. I mean, and sometimes we didn't want to. We wanted to walk, you know, we wanted to yeah. walk along the streets. So being physically, I mean, look, I'm not the most physically fit person, but I have a lot of, I'm able to like yeah. walk a lot. And yeah. And I like walking a lot and it was, but it was hard. It was really hard. And we're going, yeah. actually, we're taking the kids on a trip um, this year overseas and walking is a major part of it. It's like, it's yeah. like what you do. And I am working really hard. I'm walking a lot Good. more now to try That's to get great. my stamina up because, so I think there's also like personally preparing yourself for these trips or you won't enjoy it. You really won't. Yeah. 
And wear the comfortable footwear. I did a whole series on what to pack because especially as women, let's just own it. We want to look cute. We want to look nice in the pictures. Yes. It is important. I think it it kept us from being harassed by a lot more people um, because we weren't dressed like, look at me, I'm an American. Oh, yeah. Right? There's something to be said for that. And then leading with that too, especially overseas, there are rules about decorum for what you wear when you enter a church. This top would be fine for a church because my shoulders are covered. A spaghetti strap tank is not respectful. There's signs outside the church. Yes. Same with shorts. Your shorts need to be knee length, even for men if you're going to be going into a church. So instead of complaining about it and saying, well, I'm just going to go, they can't tell me what to do. Embrace it. And you also will be treated a lot better at restaurants and everywhere like that. If it's obvious that you're making an effort to be respectful of the culture that's over there, wear your cute little, like our fashion sneakers we all wear now, like the Adidas ones. That's what you need to wear over there. Just embrace it. You do not wear high heels cobblestones, cobblestones. Do not wear cute platform sandals unless you are only going to be walking for two minutes to get to dinner. Like just embrace the sneakers and a cute sandal. It's so funny. There was an article in the Daily Mail recently and they were sort of, the headline was something like Tiffany Trump. She was in Europe and they had these pictures of her in heels, but then later she was walking around the streets and she had total flats on. And I guess it was newsworthy because, you know, she's not normally in flats. And I'm thinking, have this, has this reporter ever been overseas? Like, you don't want in those in heels. No, you'll be miserable. And where, and don't buy new shoes that week. Like, like you said, prepare. I really, the message for success for overseas travel is prepare, prepare yourself mentally, physically, prepare your kids if you're going to be taking them. And then, um, you're, everyone was making. I love it. This is me too. This is me. This is what because, I do. Because that's pretty thick, Kathy. Well, so many kids, so many kids, and we were there for two weeks. Um, we booked. I would say I think we only ended up actually booking four tours. A lot of the other stuff we just knew where we wanted to be, and we just kind of mapped out. Um, if you are going to be booking a tour overseas, do it at least three months ahead of time, especially Mm. if you're going during tourist season, we were just at the beginning of it. And I went to buy our train tickets to Florence two months ahead of time and was not able to get all of us on the same train because it was so packed. Yeah. We went and when we were there, we talked to them and ended, we were able to fix it. But as far as the online stuff, this is like, this is a trip you plan for. Um, and then I printed off like we, which our big splurge, obviously aside from like the airplane tickets, our big splurge is we rented a boat uh, to take us on a tour on the Amalfi coast. Again, I have the exact tour and links. It was the best thing we've ever done because they picked us up. We had our captain, um, Andrea, and he took us to not only like, he just pulled up right to the Amalfi dock. We got off, ran around, did all the things. And then we just texted him and he just pulled right up and got us same with Positano, which by the way, I was not a huge fan of. It was super foresty. I'm just going to be honest. It was super, I, we referred to it as the Jackson hole of Italy because it's, (laughs) it was so touristy. I thought, by the way, I love Jack, by the way, I love Jackson hole. So take her recommendations. I know, but it's not real Wyoming. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. and, And you know, I, I, um, when we were in, in Portugal, we did one tour that we actually paid to have a driver and a tour guide. He mm-hmm. was, he was, I hope he never listens to this. He wasn't the best, but um, it was for Fatima. 
And part of the reason we took it, so we really, we really yeah. wanted to be quite serious and sober about it. And I didn't, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be screaming it about directions or something right before we go to this reverent place. Um, and he took us there, but then we also went to a city nearby um, that had a church that was the headquarters of the Crusaders. Um, That's and cool. It was amazing. And, you know, like a, you know, ninth century church. It was just astonishing. Um, so, but we did that because we knew there were several stops and it was all in one tour. It was, it was pricey, but again, they showed up with a van, very comfortable van for all of us, you know, cause we're yeah. a family of five, so we're not yeah. exactly tiny either. And so, um, it was worth it. So I kind of feel like if you're going to splurge, if you have, you yeah, know, the, do that, the one yes. place you want to go like, right. And have that, I think doing that for one part, the most important part is worth it. Um, the other tours that we took were larger group tours, but now with technology, what they do is they give you an earpiece that's connected to the tour guide. So you can hear them like right in your Great. ear while you're, Oh my gosh, that's and so that, much better. It's, it's so, and let me tell you, if you've ever been on one of these tours where they're in like St. Peter's for instance. Okay. And they're yelling over you and that you can't really hear and you're in the back and you're kind of like, not anymore, baby. That's not awesome. anymore. Yeah, that is amazing. And speaking of tours and scheduling. <laughs> so this is this is what I did is I did a spreadsheet. So this is each this is the first week in Rome. And then this is the second week in Vico. And as you can see, yeah, Vico is super empty because you have I highly recommend the last part of your vacation is downtime. You cannot be going this level every single day or you're going to be miserable you are going to miss out on seeing some things but it is worth it to have a down day so we have like this one day where we went and saw all the hot spots because of course you go to the trevi fountain you're like okay here it is and then you go to the spanish steps and you're like here it is you don't need to spend two hours there right right it's like it's like the scene and when they go when the the family the vacation family go to the grand canyon and they're all standing there (laughs) and they're like there it okay. is. All right. We saw. So then um, we did. Then what we would do is so we would have a really busy day. And then the next day would start a little bit later. Smart. So kind of doing that. And then we left one whole day in Rome at the end with nothing planned. So we could go visit something again, go to our favorite restaurant again. So I really recommend alternating the busy and the lazy, the busy and the lazy. You cannot. Your kids will wreck. Like you will have hot sweaty, melted children. If you are seeing through, everyone's going to be miserable. So just let go. You're not going to see everything as a family, pick the things you have to see and put it on there. So like, that's what we did in Vico, like Pompeii was a must see. And so we made sure we had that. We had our boat trip day and then the rest of it, we just lounged around. We went to the beach, which was a two minute walk away from our villa. We slept in. And so that way, when we came back, we weren't still well, I think I think sometimes because you're overseas and it's not easy to get there, there's this sense of gotta pack it all in and see everything and have this incredible experience. It. But it's a way to ruin it. And yeah, it's not worth I think it. it's I think when we decided to go to Portugal, you know, I thought, oh, but we have to go to Porto because you know Porto is like the home of port, and I really love port. And you know, <laughs> I mean, that's port. a good enough reason. And, right then, there. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, there's port in in in, in Lisbon, right? Like I I decided. And I'm really glad we only took one day trip. Actually, that's not true because we did go to um, Sintra, which is this like almost fairy tale 
Castle, but that's only about a 30 minute train ride oh, yeah, from that's... Lisbon. So the rest of the half of the day, actually, we went to Central and then came home and relaxed. So it wasn't like, and then we went there and there and there. But we we have very much a similar philosophy. But I do think that in some cases, you know, look, let's be real, especially in this economy, people cannot afford this stuff. So they 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 have the opportunity to go. Maybe they save up, like you said. And I know you saved. I'm yeah. I, I'm I'm saving for our trip coming yes. up here this year. And um and but but I I think people need to resist that urge to have to see everything. You want to see a few select th- things, pick them out. Yeah, I love your idea. I love your idea of alternating. Also, you know, if you have one week, you know, you had two weeks, so you could go to more than one place. But if you had one week, because we had about 10 days in Portugal, we yeah. just stayed in one place. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think there is something to also kids feeling settled. So they each had originally we were supposed to go to Portugal with my parents. And then my parents kind of wimped out because they were convinced. I love my parents, but they were convinced they were going to get to Portugal. I'm not kidding you. They were convinced they were going to get to Portugal, get COVID and never come home. They were like, and then like die or as in like never test negative. Like what's actually sure. I'd be okay. I'd be okay with getting stuck in Italy for another three weeks. Oh my god! I had a friend who got stuck in London, and she had to stay a week. And I was like, "Oh, poor you!" Oh, violin. But um, but I, but my parents were just. I mean, I don't really know what was going on with my parents, but it was still it was still COVIDy time. Like we had to have our vaccines and our our certifications and stuff like that, which leads to the next question. Anyway, so they didn't go, but we had a huge Airbnb because originally. We got we so mm-hmm. and and then we weren't going to find another one, so we just had this enormous Airbnb, and so each kid got their own rooms, and it was really nice to kind of for them to go and like settle yeah. in and have time to rest. But I want to get over to before I really want to ask you: Were there any COVID measures? Is that over? What was that like? Yeah, so it was really interesting for me because I traveled overseas last year, almost exactly a year ago. And so then to go again now. So last year, the day before I flew home is when they removed having to test negative before you could get on an airplane. So that was super exciting for me because my friends that went with me left a week or two weeks earlier and they had to test negative before. So, so we there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was last year. Okay. This year, nothing, no masks anywhere. If you didn't, I mean, of course some people are still wearing them, but yeah. no, nothing, absolutely right. nothing, 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 nothing. The last nothing. time the, the Portugal trip. And after that, I went actually to a conference an educational conference and I brought my son with me to Ireland masking, testing, 24 hours, the stress of that. Nothing. It was tough. So g- good yeah. to hear that that's all done. Yeah. And, you know, Absolutely Italy was nothing. about the hottest spot that, you know, besides China. So yeah, I'm glad it surprised that me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, the good. other thing about overseas travel is they don't have public restrooms. Or if they do, you have to pay a euro or you have yes. to pay whatever or you so keep that there is no just like, oh, you can go use the no, absolutely yeah, not. There's no, there's something. no Wendy's. There's no Wendy's that you're just like in and out. You have no. to, you have to actually. There's usually a counter, and yep. I would, you know, go to the counter and have a sparkling water, and then you can use the facilities. But it yeah. is a. It, first of all, it's not done, and they some some business owners might be sort of nice to an American tourist, and but but it's a bad look. Yeah, very bad yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. You, and you have, have to, to have money to tip the. You're right to pay the yep. attendant. 
and bring just like have a backpack with you wherever you go because you want sunscreen um water bottles you need to have like your umbrella in there just you know all the things and put toilet paper in there too because some of the ones even the pay public ones do not have toilet paper so again things we just don't even think about as Americans, um, but they don't have public restrooms. I'm trying to think of any other like really good things um, to remember. Have fun. Don't get stressed out. And the kids are well, going to fight. The kids are going to fight. So just. Well, yeah. Well, got like, that. Come on. One thing, one thing we did, what we did with our kids is we taught them. Yes. No. Thank you. How yes. You? Thank um, you for that. Yes. yes otherwise was, you're, otherwise you're rude. Otherwise you're yeah. a rude American. You yeah. have to try. You yes. have to try. You have to try. You're going to mispronounce it terribly. You're going to mispronounce everything on the menu terribly. You have to try anyway. Otherwise, it's rude. It's rude. Think about people here where when we're, out, you know, a lot of Americans, if they were at Walmart and someone would come up to them speaking a different language, they'd be like, you're in America. Speak American. Yes, yes, but yet yes. they assume when yes. they go overseas that everyone's going to speak English. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, no, you need to try. Yeah. And a lot of European countries, you know, um, if you're French, you may speak another uh, language or you just know the basics of that other yes. country. It's not hard. And kids love learning. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And they love saying it. They love, you know, it's a it's a it's a fun game. So, yeah, you know, I think um, I think that's that's an easy thing to do. One last question. And, you uh -huh. know, we always we are big coach flyers. OK. And I like I'm I don't I don't I'm terrible. This is terrible. This is something I'm it kind of gives me a stomachache, but I don't I don't mark my points. I don't log my points. I'm terrible about it. And I go overseas fairly, you know, um, yeah. so I don't 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 talk about that because I'll like have an anxiety attack. But my question is, how do you entertain the kids when they're flying? Because. Oh yeah. Are they all on tablets? Cause I, I forgive people for that. Like you want to put them on a tablet. God bless. Watch it. So that's the other reason why you want to think very carefully about the age of your children and why I say six and up is really the best for overseas travel is on the air. We didn't even sit in the same row as our kids. Like they were right behind. Cause again, coach, like we just, yeah. we found an amazing deal and we were like, and done. It's never going to be any cheaper. Um, right. So they had their individual tablets, but international flights have TV on there and so they, they have pick. thousands. And I am the super mean, strict tech mom. So for them to have nine hours straight where I wasn't like, what are you doing? What are you? I just told them, I'm like, do whatever. I don't care. Like be quiet. So yeah, their own tech and watching TV. Um, my youngest who, like I said, she's eight. She had some Barbies and things like that. But honestly, like they were so excited to be on the plane and then just watching TV. We did have, um, we turned the cell phones off for our two oldest. They brought their phones so they could take pictures, but they could only use their phones in the uh, Airbnb. So it was like Smart. tech free the whole entire time. And then when we were at the Airbnb, just like I would wind down, right? We let them have some tech time at night. Like yeah. you said, your, your kids get home and they just want to be away from each other and crash. So we allowed tech time reading their Kindle and That's things what we like did. that That's what we did. then, but out and about, like that was one of the best things about it is all of us, like we didn't want to use, I got an international plan and so did my husband, but you don't want to like over. No. Yeah. So no, 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 time. You know, it's so funny. Um, there was one picture you sent, I think you texted it to me 
of your son holding two different things of food. Yeah, like he one had gelato, was like gelato and like a slice of pizza or something. Those or, sandwiches oh, that those they sandwiches. have in Florence that they're, they're famous well, for. There's some big like cheese tomato sandwich Florence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my God 17 bless. year old. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, and so we were talking about, I just wanted to wrap this up and to get back to that because we were talking about food at one point and uh-huh. you said, you know, we would pack sandwiches. That's one other thing is like, I think Americans tend to be like three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. One thing that's wonderful about um, when you're touring these, I don't think Italians do that. I don't think this is necessarily like, oh, when in Rome, but I think this is a fun thing to do. Um, and we've done this where we don't necessarily say, okay, we're going to stop for lunch. There's a lot of street eating. You just kind of walk around and see different yep. things and try something. And you're kind of fed throughout the day, you know, stopping at different places yes. and having different things. And I thought that was really particularly fun for kids and a way to get them to try things rather than like sitting down to a meal. You just kind of stop at different places and try yeah. different things. And we let them pick. So where I talked about what, like we usually would walk about a mile to get wherever we were eating. And each night we would be like, all right, Carter, your turn to go pick. Where are we going to eat? Aww. And they would just walk off and leave. And then one other thing, uh, it is so inexpensive to eat there. Uh, first of all, just at the grocery store, like three loaves of fresh bread, meat and cheese, like all the freshest and half a watermelon was 18 euros, which is about $20. Yeah. So enough for breakfast and lunch for our family yeah. was 20 bucks. And we fed at a very nice restaurant, our whole entire family, including our Spanish exchange student. And the, so that's like three teenagers, two adults, uh, full to the brim, rolling us out 77 euros, which again is like $82. That's what it freaking cost us at McDonald's the other day to feed our family. Yes. So again, the most expensive part I promise you is getting over there. Yeah. And then once you're there, you know, I, you know, I know, I know it's really difficult and you know, save a little bit at a time and you'll yes. get there and yes. the other things put alerts on your phone. I have an alert on my phone for certain yeah. airports I would like to fly into yeah. and, um, and you can find deals and it's, un- it, it is astonishing some of these deals, but this is the thing you got to do. And I'll, this is the last thing I'll, I'll say. You got to pull the trigger. You mentioned this. You said like, we saw this deal and we were like done. And you, cause I feel like it's almost like wedding dress shopping. You're you so wait afraid. Too long. Well, no, you're so afraid to say yes to the dress because you're like, I'm going to see one I like better. And that's why you just don't look at another magazine after that, or you don't go, you know, and you just, yes, there might be a cheaper deal, but you just have to pull the trigger. And so um, that's what I've done several times. I've just said, okay, this is the cheapest it's going to be. And frankly, I've never found one cheaper. I've had really good luck with that. And I think if you follow the rates long enough, you'll understand when something is remarkably low. And it's so my last thing that I'll say, so God bless my husband. And he is the reason why we are where we are. And I could stay home for 11 years. He's a super tight booty. And (laughs) like, when I was like, I want to take everyone. This is our last summer with all five kids before they start going to college. He at first was like the cost, the cost. Yes. That's my husband. um, yeah. Yeah. He ended up doing a video with me about it. And what he said is you need to decide where you're going to put your money. A lot of people have payments on four wheelers, on, um, you know, jet skis, on their boat. A couple months of that payment would pay for your whole entire family to have two weeks in Europe. And so that's where, you know, so you have to choose. So if this is something you want to do, choose and just actively keep on making that choice. You know, Kathy, I am, we just bought my son some new bedroom furniture. He had this set that was kind of falling apart. So we bought this new set. And I was putting it to, we were putting it together, putting it in place. And I 
we, and so I, you know, of course I go in his room and I'm like super cleaning it. And I found this pile of things in the corner. There's always piles, right? Of course. I right. This, I find this pile and it's like, it's old Christmas gifts that I had bought him. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a minute, are you not using this stuff? And it, it was kind of like, I was like, I bought that for you. Why didn't you, you some of it was never taken out of the package. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of silly stuff, like some games and some yeah. other stuff. But still, and, um, it adds up. And like, and the, and funny socks and some t-shirts and things like that. I mean, some of them like don't fit him anymore because he just put it in this pile. And I kind of felt bad, like maybe I should check out your room more often. But the point is, is that I realized, so he would much rather have an experience than another pair of pizza socks or, you know, some sort of t-shirt with a little thing on it that, you know, from his favorite team or whatever. And So, you know, I think for him, we might start socking money away so we can go on these trips or maybe he can um, enjoy something that's a little bit more of an adventure rather than um, kids want time with their families. And even if they don't know it, even if they fight it, like our teenagers loved it. And this was our Christmas present to our kids. We told all of them, we're like, you're not getting gifts from us. And they were fine. Again, it's that whole age thing, right? Like Santa still brought them things, but like... That was it. Yeah. I yeah, love they it. They can understand it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think really quality over quantity. It's kind of the rule after a couple of years. And this is a great way to do that. As always, Kathy, yeah. I love, love talking to you. And this was really helpful. I learned a lot. And um, if, if you can, I think, you know, after we talk, I'll, I'll get the links from you. So yeah. You add it. I have all of them for you. Itinerary. Yeah. It has links to the exact tours that we took that went really well. So yeah. the exact Airbnbs, pro tips, oh all the things. Yeah. We will definitely add this uh, to the bottom of this podcast. And as usual, it was great to talk to you and we'll see you next month. Thanks for having me. Bye. That was fun. I now want to go to Italy. Um, the Bespoke Parenting Podcast with Julie Gunlock is a production of the Independent Women's Forum. You can send comments and questions to julie.gunlock at iwf.org. Please help me out by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a comment or review on Apple Podcasts, ACAST, Google Play, or YouTube. You can also comment at iwf.org. Hang in there, parents, and go bespoke.